Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. Good evening, everybody, and welcome to Network Indiana's Indiana Sports Talk. I'm Bob Lovell, and it's brought to you by Indiana Donor Network. Coming up, we got some college basketball to talk about. Got some college football to talk about. We got a lot going on here at this particular time of year. But enough of me. You want to hear what's happening score wise. That's why you listen. And the man with the scores, the Secretary of Scores, the Minister of Information is Network Indiana's Eddie Garrison. Thank you, Coach Level. Thirty minutes down, a hundred and twenty to go with Nathaniel Finch along with the ride as well, keeping us on the air and on time a lot of college football today the indiana hoosiers were on the road trying to maintain their status for bull eligibility but they were unable to do so they lose to the illinois fighting illini in overtime 48 to 45 easily the most number of points that the indiana hoosiers have scored this season brendan soresby three passing touchdowns two rushing scores donovan mccauley was the offense for Indiana with Soresby, 137 receiving yards on 11 receptions and two receiving touchdowns. Ball State transfer John Paddock got the start for Illinois. 507 passing yards, four touchdowns, and one interception. Isaiah Williams for the Illini, 200 yards receiving and two touchdowns. Indiana has Michigan State next week, and they are out of possibility of playing in a bowl game after falling to three and seven with just two games left. The Purdue Boilermakers pick up a much needed win. They end that four game losing skid in dominating fashion, 49 to 30 over the Minnesota Golden Gophers. Hudson Card had himself a day, 251 yards passing, only eight incompletions, three passing touchdowns. Tyrone Tracy, Devin Mockaby were stars in their right today, both of which rushed for over 100 yards. Devin Mockaby, 153 yards on the ground and a rushing score. Tyrone Tracy Jr. had 122 yards on the ground, two rushing touchdowns, and he added in 52 yards through the year. So 174 all-purpose yards for the Decatur Central High School product. Boilermakers are now 3-7. and Indiana State Sycamores pick up their first win of the season. They defeat the Western Illinois Leathernecks 27-6. Kay Chambers, one passing touchdown. Justin Dinka, 147 rushing yards and two rushing scores for the Sycamores who are now 1-9. and On Thursday, or should I say earlier this week, not Thursday, the Ball State Cardinals, they pick up a win over the Northern Illinois Huskies. They're three and seven. 20 to 17 was the final score after outscoring the Huskies 10 to seven in the fourth quarter of play. Elsewhere in college football today, Valparaiso picks up their third win of the year as they edge out Stetson 23 to 20. Division two football, the University of Indianapolis Grands capture their ninth GLVC championship since the league was formed in 2012 by defeating the Southwest Baptist Bearcats 41-3. Gavin Sukup, only two incompletions, 18 of 20, three passing touchdowns to go with 357 yards 
in the air. Caleb Garver, the leading receiver, four receptions, 142 yards, and one receiving touchdown. The UNE Greyhounds will figure out where they're positioned in the D2 playoffs tomorrow afternoon slash evening at 5 o'clock Eastern. The Monon Bell game had some history today. 33-30 final score. DePaul undefeated regular season 10 and 0 8 and 0 in conference Wabash they dropped to 73 33 30 final score in double overtime in the 129th meeting it's the first time that these two teams have gone into overtime in the long standing rivalry between the two teams elsewhere in lower level division college football franklin and hanover 36 17 final score with hanover picking up the win over franklin college manchester picks up a win to end their season so they pick up their only win this year they finish one and nine anderson on the other hand they finish 0 and 10 after falling to manchester 37 to 7 welcome back everybody i'm bob lovell this is indiana sports talk brought to you by indiana donor network purdue football today 49-30 winners over Minnesota from the Purdue Radio Sports Radio Network. Rob Blackman. Rob, thanks so much for holding. I apologize. Shouldn't have someone of your stature have to wait this long because of an inefficient host, and I apologize for that. Well, we played our best game of the season tonight, Bob, so I'm in a good mood. So I could have waited for an hour. Man, yeah, I, I felt like opening up by saying, who are these guys? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> well, but, we were, but, I mean, it's too late now. I've already asked. But, you know, thank, I'm happy for them. I'm, ha- I'm happy for the kids, uh, obviously the coaches and everybody involved, but especially for the kids who've had – they've battled and, and things haven't gone well. Like Hudson Carr, I'm happy for all these guys to get a, a good, solid win today and feel good about themselves. Yeah, and I would also add to that uh, that uh, happiness uh, list the offensive coaches who have really had a, a oh, goal, yeah. especially especially the month of October uh, when Purdue was uh, couldn't even score more than two touchdowns a game to to come out and perform the way they did today. Uh, you know, not only the 49 points, but 600 yards of total offense. Uh, mm-hmm. That's all, that's the 11th time in the history of Purdue football. Purdue's had 600 wow. yards of offense. Think about that. Uh, Purdue had two 100-yard rushers in the same game, had not had that since 2018. Right, just, right. Just so impressive offensively. And, and keep in mind now, 49 points, that, that was seven touchdowns from the offense. It wasn't like you had a special <laughs> teams touchdown or a defensive mm-hmm. touchdown. Mm-hmm. That was all offense today. So I'm probably just as happy for that offensive staff and offensive yeah. coordinator, Graham yeah. Harrell, because they, they've been under some scrutiny, and rightfully so. Um, you know, they should have been. That, that offense had really labored in the month of October. But, boy, to, to, to put, up the, put on the show, I should say, that they did right. today, that, that was really fun to watch. The obvious question is, uh, why are they able to do this now, having had the struggles that they've had? Yeah, you know, it's a great question. And we did know this going in. The one thing Minnesota, they're good defensively, but the one thing they had been susceptible to all season long was the big play. They they just, Mm. for whatever reason, they have not been able to contain the big play. The problem Mm -hmm. for Purdue was Purdue hasn't had a lot of big plays coming into the game. Right, right. You you didn't feel like Purdue could exploit exploit that because Purdue hasn't done that. But for whatever reason, uh, that offensive staff, they they drew up a a really good game plan to to find ways for big plays. The other thing Purdue did today that I really liked, and I I hope this continues for the final two regular season games, 
is Purdue played a lot of up-tempo offense, very rarely huddled. Uh, we're really in kind mm-hmm. of two-minute offense early in the game. I just kind of felt like it just set the tone, really got him going early. Got right, him, right. Uh, you got him into a rhythm. Hudson Card looked as, as good as he's looked all season in his decision-making um, really outside of one poorly thrown pass, I, I thought he was darn near perfect. And Purdue did not turn the ball over. You can always have a lot of success yeah. if you don't turn yeah. the ball over. So uh, just a man of just so many things I like today from that offense. And, and really the last that, the whole month of October, I know you and I talked about this, Bob, but Ryan Walters kept saying, you know, we just we have to play complimentary football, and we're not doing that right mm-hmm. now. But defense, defense was, was was carrying their share of the load, but offensively, Purdue just was, wasn't getting anything. Right. Well, right. today, finally, finally, that offense decided to, to play some complimentary football, and, and we all saw, you know, the, the, the potential that Purdue has when both sides of the ball are playing at a high level. So to go back to the faster tempo, I guess I would be in the school of why not? Why not try yeah. something different? What you're doing to this point hasn't worked, so why not make this type of change? And I think, you know, and I don't know this for, for gospel, but I would assume that, you know, Purdue's come into the game 2-7, and seven, so they know they're out of bowl contention. So in a lot of ways, I think you can be a little bit more uh, a liberal in your yeah. offensive play calling sure. because, why, as you said, what do you have to lose? You're not going right. to a bowl game anyway. <laughs> and so maybe that was part of the thinking that, hey, what the heck, let's try some new wrinkles. If they work, great. If not, who cares? We're, we're, not, we're, not, we're not playing in the postseason anyway. The good news, those wrinkles did work. And so you do have something to build off of. And really, more importantly than the final two regular season games, to start building for the future in that 2024 season. So – yeah, I think I think there's a little bit of truth to what you're saying. That kind of a hey, who cares now? I mean, we can really cut it loose. We're not we're not in contention for a bowl. We're not in contention to win the division. Uh, let's let's try some things we haven't tried and see what happens. And and not a, not a bad day to to try those things because everything seemed like today everything Purdue tried offensively seemed to work. It's a great day for them. Uh, let's hope that they can continue with some momentum. Purdue, 49-30 winners over Minnesota from the Purdue Radio Network. Rob Blackman, uh, quickly, basketball this week, what's the schedule? Yeah, so Monday night against Xavier. That'll be Purdue's first real uh-huh. test of the season. Uh, 8.30 right. Monday night at Mackey Arena. Should be a good one. Rob Blackman, the voice of the Boilers. Rob, thank you so much. Sorry about the hold. Have a great weekend. Have a great night tomorrow night. Sounds good. Thank you, Bob. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. With this Indiana Sports Talk scoreboard updates, I'm Eddie Garrison. Tomorrow morning, the Indianapolis Colts will be taking on the New England Patriots from Frankfurt, Germany. Kickoff will be set for 9.30 a.m. Eastern. You'll be able to watch that on NFL Network along with your local Fox affiliates. According to ESPN's Adam Schefter, Josh Downs, wide receiver for the Indianapolis Colts, who was listed as questionable with a knee injury. He will suit up tomorrow, barring any setbacks during pregame warm-ups, but the team will be very cautious with how they use their rookie wideout. As for the New England Patriots, their rookie wide receiver, Demario Douglas, he's listed as questionable as well due to an ankle injury. He is expected to play. One player on the Colts who has ties to Germany is left tackle Bernard Ryman. He talks about being able 
to play in front of his family. I mean, it's an unbelievable feeling. I was over the moon about it. Um, as I mentioned earlier, my, my grandma will be able to attend and who wouldn't necessarily be able to fly over to the United States and watch me. It's, it's just a long flight, you know, across the pond. So um, just beyond excited. And actually, um, in the off season when our opponents came out, I always joked to my family about it. Like, hey, we are playing the Patriots away. And they already knew that they were um, playing in Germany. So I was like, oh, this is a possibility. But for it to actually happen was just, yeah, it's just un- an unbelievable feeling. I can't even, couldn't even put it in words. Colts are 0-1 in terms of games away from the United States of America. They'll look for their first win across the pond as one-and-a-half-point favorites against the Patriots. For Network Indiana Sports, I'm Eddie Garrison. Welcome back, everybody. Let's talk some college basketball. Ball State today, 73-68 winners over Old Dominion. David Ehaw from the Ball State Network joins me. Dave, thanks so much for the call. Good win for the Cardinals today. Yeah, good talking to you, Coach, and uh certainly was cards go to two and oh today and um just really behind a phenomenal performance by the loyola marymount transfer jalen anderson a career high 29 points career high nine rebounds and he was absolutely spectacular on a day where they needed every last bit of it he was knocking them down from everywhere in the building right Yeah, I mean, he had four threes, five free throws, a very efficient 10 of 15, um, you know, guarded the other team's best player. And really in crunch time, you know, Michael Lewis really relied on the veterans. In the second half, he played uh, the, the veterans on this team, the guys that have been around uh, 17 or more minutes. Two of the, the mm-hmm. juniors played 20 minutes. And Jalen Anderson down the stretch had six points in the last minute plus. So he came up big when they needed it. And, uh, you know, of course you're going to have to work all these freshmen in and get more minutes. But sure. Felt like the uh, the older guys were getting it done. So he uh, went with the guys that brung him and it uh, paid off. And that's a good old Dominion team. They were picked to finish third in the Sun Belt. So uh, for the Cardinals mm-hmm, with a mm-hmm. new and young roster that they have to, to start off with a win against a Sun Belt team like that was pretty good. The other thing, too, is the making plays. You know how it is. got to learn how to win, know how to win uh, in some tight situations in the second half. And they made they did those things well this afternoon. Yeah, they did. I mean, that's one of the things, particularly with the young team, is how do you handle adversity? I mean, let's face right. it, against Rose Holman and Goshen, cars led wire to wire. They were pretty much blowouts. So you got to wonder, okay, there's going to come a time against a team like ODU where things are going to go a little bit south. Cars had a 10-point lead early. Old Dominion battled back. They took a four-point lead with the nine-minute mark. And to me, mm. that was kind of a gut check mm-hmm. on, okay, what do you do now? And the Cardinals did a phenomenal job of bouncing back. They handled that adversity. And then, as you said, down the stretch when you needed to make plays, uh, they did that. And, and Jalen Anderson uh, really led the group. And, and Bashir Jihad got in early foul trouble. He ended up with 15 points, and he only played 24 minutes. So, if they can keep Bashir out of foul trouble, you're talking about a young man that's that's 
set for a monster season. I mean, he's 6'9", 240, can shoot right. the three, and um, they need him out there. If he can get 30 to 35 minutes, he has the uh, opportunity to, to be a first or second All-Mac player. You like this group? I do, I do. They, you know, it's going to take some time with with six freshmen that are going to play right. significant minutes. I mean, it's not going to happen overnight. But Michael Lewis has them playing team defense. They're very mm-hmm. unselfish. It's a uh, it's a fun group. And and look, this is his first recruiting class. They know what the expectations are. They <laughs> wanted to be here. So mm-hmm. I think, you know, the team that you see here in November is going to be totally different by the time we get to February. And as you know, Coach, the challenge for the staff is how do you speed up that growth <laughs> for all the young guys? Yeah, especially in a league uh, that's as good as the Mid-American Conference is year in and year out. Um, but I have, I have no doubt. I mean, he's got, he's got good guys. Uh, he has, I think, some versatility in terms of their skills. Um, just They just need court time, Dave. You know that. We both know what that's about. They just need time. No question about it. It's all about the reps, getting the minute, the experience. There's going to be some bumps along the road. Uh, but I firmly believe this team continues to develop, and they've got talent. I mean, they've got some young guys that can play. They're going to get bigger roles than maybe they had thought coming in here. But, hey, that's okay. And, uh, right. you know, as long as you got guys, the veterans like Jalen Anderson doing what he did today, uh, those young yeah. guys can – can uh, can come along at their pace. But uh, so far, so good. Cardinals have three of the next four at home, so an opportunity to really get out to a strong start, build some confidence, and um, and take it from there. So Oakland City comes in on, uh, on, on Tuesday. Then who do they play? At Evansville on Saturday, and uh, then uh, USC Upstate, and uh, I believe right. Arkansas Pine Bluff. So so that game at Evansville, I mean, that, that'll be the first road tilt. So, um, again, all about handling adversity. And I know Evansville's sure. got a, a decent ball club. So I think, you know, you handle business against Oakland City and then uh, go on the road where I think it's going to be a really good game on next Saturday. David Ehaw from the Ball State Athletic Network sports network dave great to talk to you ball state with a great win at home today 73 68 over old dominion dave it's always great to talk to you thanks so much we'll talk to you next week you got it coach thanks thanks so much college basketball we got a bunch of it coming up later tonight we're going to continue uh to talk college basketball dr lynn clark joins me from the uh, irish 101 dr clark how are you tonight Doing good, Bob. Let's talk a little ball. Let's talk a little basketball. You and I normally talk a whole lot of uh, football, but uh, basketball is the topic tonight. Uh, Irish in action uh, tonight. Um, I'm looking at my schedule. Uh, Western Carolina came in. How did it go tonight? Well, Notre Dame is now 1-1 one one on the season after defeating Niagara earlier this week to begin the Micah Shrewsbury era. But today they dropped a 71-61 contest to the visiting Catamounts of Western Carolina. The Irish were led in scoring by Kerry Booth, a 6'10 freshman out of Inglewood, Colorado, who had 20 points, 12 of those coming on threes. 
while 2023 Indiana Mr. Basketball Mark Spurton out of Penn High School added 17 points and junior transfer from Northwestern Julian Roper added 12 and pulled down a team high eight rebounds in the loss but Bob Notre Dame only led once in the ball game for just 27 seconds as Western mm-hmm. Carolina just took Notre Dame out of their game plan. And as Coach Micah Shrewsbury said in the postgame, he said, they took away the things that we do well. And you don't win ball games if you can't do the things that you do well. Mm. He's 100% right. Um, you know, brand new, uh, brand new coach, brand new system. Takes a while for people to understand terminology, learn each other, know each other, know the coach. Uh, obviously disappointed, but um, it's a team that's going to be a work in progress, not to use an overdone term, uh, but I'm sure there's things he liked about what his team did today. Well, he said, you know, these are freshmen who have never been in situations like this with their teammates before. Right. But today they were out-rebounded. They turned the ball over 10 times and only shot 64% from the free-throw line. So there is definitely a lot of room to improve. But there are a lot of positives. And, and Bob, I tell you, one player I really like is the 6'4 freshman out of Zionsville, Logan Himes. I think mm-hmm. he is going to be very good. Only two points today, but he led the team in assists with three Notre Dame and that young team will now hit the road and head to Brooklyn, New York, where they will participate in the Legends Classic and will face Auburn out of the SEC next Thursday evening in that Classic. But uh, right now, a 71-61 loss that they'll have to go over. But as you said, uh, this is a young team that will definitely improve under this new coaching staff. And I really like Micah Shrewsbury. He takes responsibility. He said it's on him. He did not prepare his team, and I don't think he's going to say that a lot, uh, preparing a ball team. Well, he's a good guy. He's a Hoosier. We like him. His career is highlighted by success every stop as a player and as a coach. So I think that's what you have to look forward to. Dr. Clark, I appreciate the call. Have a great week. We'll talk to you next weekend. Thanks, Bob. Coming up, more basketball. In the 11 o'clock hour, we're going to talk with Paul Condry, talking about high school football as we wrapped up the regional championships tonight. So we'll talk about that a little bit later. Scoreboard update with Eddie Garrison. This is Indiana Sports Talk. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. Indiana Sports Talk scoreboard updates. I'm Eddie Garrison along with the Indianapolis Colts. The Indiana Pacers are also in action tomorrow. They face the Philadelphia 76ers from Philly. That's a 6 o'clock Eastern tip. This game is not for the in-season tournament. That will be on Tuesday when the two teams match up against one another. Indiana enters tomorrow's contest 6-3. and three. Philly is 7-1. and one. The last two games for the Pacers, we've seen Benedict Matherin really turn it on as of late. He's slow start through the first six games, but 22 points and 26 points the last two games. He's coming off his first double-double of his young career. He talked about after the game about the momentum he's stacking up. I mean, like you said, just being me. Um... You know, I had a, I had a, you know, a tough, a tough start, you know, the season, and I'm looking forward to, you know, I'm gonna have, you know, bad games. You know, we have such a long season, but the main thing for me is just to be myself. You know, every single day. Um, you know, the main thing for us as a team is to win, and um, you know, I'm, I'm willing to do everything. You know, for, for, you know, for, in order, in order for us to win. 
This will be a big test for the Indiana Pacers. Of course, they are coming off a win against the Milwaukee Bucks. They've won three consecutive games. They've gone on the roast twice this season. They won at Cleveland 125-113 to for the second game of the year. The other road contest, well, that did not go well for the Indiana Pacers. No Tyrese Halliburton, and they lost by 41 points to the Boston Celtics, who scored 155. That was a franchise record for the Boston Celtics. Tip-off between the Pacers and 76ers is tomorrow at 6 p.m. Eastern. For Network Indiana Sports, I'm Eddie Garrison. Welcome back, everybody. This is Indiana Sports Song. 30 years on the air. Well, hopefully you've listened to, you know, maybe not all 30. There aren't that many, I'm sure, who've done that, aside from me. But uh, we're glad that you're with us tonight. College football today, Illinois beats IU 38-35 from... Jack, help me remember. I've forgotten already. Sports Illustrated Indiana, but it's go Hoosiers, uh, Hoosiers.com. Help me with the quick way to get to it. Yeah, Hoosiersnow.com. It's the uh, Sports That's, Illustrated uh, for Indiana. Yep. How embarrassing is that, for heaven's sakes? Now is when oh, yeah. I'm showing my you – no, know, I'm showing my age right now, and I, I try not to use that as a crutch. This was a um, – very disappointing loss, uh, to say the least. Uh, Illinois literally had its way with IU offensively today. Yeah, it was uh, disappointed for, for for Indiana. You know, they needed to to win out, and you know, for as crazy as that sounds, for a team that's now three and seven, I you know, I, I think it it is realistic. You see, Illinois right. um, is not a great team. Michigan State um, beatable next week. Purdue. Same thing. So this was when Indiana really needed, and um, I, I, I guess just overall it was um, much more high scoring than, than I thought it would be. I thought it'd kind of be in the the twenties or thirties or so. But for Indiana, you know, it, it's disappointing. I think from the for the most part because Illinois was without its starting quarterback. They play their backup John Paddock. He's a mm-hmm. transfer from Ball State. Um, you know, really only has one year of starting experience last season for Ball State, and he absolutely tore Indiana up. Um, you know, he, he passes for 507 yards, four touchdowns, um, and really just time after time, mm-hmm. it was breakdown after breakdown from the Indiana defense. And, uh, you know, that's the second second most passing yards in Illinois history, most since 1980. Uh, that's the third most passing yards allowed by Indiana in, in program history, most since Kyle Orton in 2004 when he was playing for Purdue. So just to kind of put that into context, what John Paddock do, I, I think that's an, a name that could haunt Indiana fans for a while. Hmm. Uh, but really disappointing, I think, especially because it seems like Indiana has finally, uh, you know, now in week 10 found a, a serviceable quarterback in Brendan Sorsby. Um, he played pretty well today. Right. 289, right. three touchdowns. The one interception was costly. Um, so, from Indiana, it's disappointing because you have one of your best offensive games of the season and then just have no answer uh, for Illinois defensively. You know, after the game, Tom Allen talked about, you know, they basically threw, threw their whole arsenal there. They tried everything in their arsenal uh, defensively in terms of adjustments and nothing worked. Um, so, you know, really disappointing loss for Indiana today. I'm sitting here watching the game, thinking that uh, Paddock is literally going through a, uh, an 11 on 0 drill. 
right? Where there's it, it just you know we got we got my wideouts. There everybody's up. We just snap the ball and there's no defense because he had he, he he didn't miss. You know what I mean? He had there was no pass rush to speak right. of, and and literally he his guys are are so open that he just he's in rhythm and he's just it, it's it looked so easy. It was as if there was no defense. And I'm I'm not being critical. I'm just saying what I saw watching that game. No, I think that's totally fair to to say, Bob. You know, uh, I, I think after Tom Allen was talking about, um, you know, Illinois basically had, you know, they played max protection in terms of their offensive line and, and just to give them enough time as possible because you look at, um, at Illinois, I think they entered this game having allowed the most sacks um, of any uh, mm. of any uh, Big Ten team. After today, mm-hmm. they're – 13th, uh, you know, behind Northwestern. So they did a better job today. But you're, you're right. Indiana was able was not able to get any sort of pass rush on him. Um, he basically had time to pick him apart. And, you know, Indiana does have some injuries in the secondary, but I don't really think that's an excuse at this point in the season because, uh, you know, a lot of these young guys and, and these transfers who have come in, it's week 10 by now, and, and they're still talking mm-hmm. about issues with miscommunication and things like that. Um, and, and that's just stuff that, you know, that's week one, two, and, and three type of stuff. Um, even though you have injuries, you're, 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 you know, every team has injuries at this point. And, right, uh, right. You know, having, you know, giving up 48 points, 500 passing yards, you know, Illinois gained 662 total yards. Like, you know, those numbers aren't, um, you know, things that you can just say, oh, you know, we got, you know, a couple injuries or, or – a couple of breakdowns, you know, it was the whole game. And, uh, you know, Indiana was in a position to win this one. They're, they're up 27-12, um, you know, late in the first half. Illinois goes on to score 27 unanswered points. Um, and and kind of like you said, Bob, it was, it was just Paddock picking them apart. And, uh, you know, really disappointing for Indiana, especially kind of like I mentioned, because after you spent, you know, the first month or two of the season kind what? of – figuring out who your quarterback would be, it seems like you finally found one, and then, and then you blow this game, uh, you know, because of your defense. Jack Ankeny from Hoosiers dot, HoosiersNow.com. Yep. Jack, thank, it's, I know you've had a long day, long drive. I appreciate yeah. you calling me. Let's hope things are better for him next week. Yep, thanks for having me on, Bob. I appreciate it. You're welcome. Thank you. College football, Hanover beats Franklin College today to retain the victory bell with me. A very happy Matt Theobald. Coach, congratulations. Thanks so much for calling me. Bob, thanks for uh, for having me on, man. Appreciate it. Well, you know, of course, uh, you know, you mean enough to me that I will talk to you about you beating my alma mater. So um, (laughs) that means seriously, you know how that you know how that is. And because of my uh, my grandson's stellar time at Hanover, uh, I don't have the feelings that a lot of my friends do about your institution. So, and I know you, and 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 I like you, and and I, and I appreciate what you do. Your guys played well. This is a good win for you today. It was, uh, you know, and that's off. I mean, it's a it's a great rivalry to be a part of. I've, I've been in a player. I've been on both sides. I've been on the Hanover side. I've been on the school up north side, and it's it's. it's Great day today to play some football, and uh, you're playing for a bell, and 
some some of the singers out, and uh, we didn't start off real well. We we went the, you know three and out and lost like ten yards on our first possession, and luckily they had a roughing the punter, and the, the mm-hmm. punter guy fumbled, and we kind of picked it up there and, and, and managed to get a get a six point lead on them, and and uh, our defense did an outstanding job. I mean, Franklin had been running the ball down people's throats and down to under seventy yards total rushing today. So uh, that was kind of the goal and make them throw the ball. And, and they, they had a little success, but you know, we took away their number one option in, in our D-line and linebackers and Coach Gonzaga, our D coordinator. Just did an outstanding job of having our guys prepared. And um, and, and then the offense just kind of just kept clicking and finding ways to get first downs. And and uh, we ended up scratching one out. And, and I was just, just happy to send the seniors out and, and – uh, it's it's everything that's right in the world that you know our alums going to go in the office tomorrow or, or, or Monday and say hey right got the bell and you know, that's how it's supposed to be. You know, you, you, I think here's what gets lost in this. Number one, it's senior day for your seniors. This is a group that goes seven and three this year, and I, I think, but to be honest, seven and three is a pretty solid accomplishment with this bunch. Uh, you got to say goodbye to a great group of seniors who've been tremendous for you in your program, and yeah, rivalry aside, it's senior day is always tough for everybody involved, and uh, I think I think especially on the football side because you know when I was coaching basketball, as you know, we're going to play thirty games a year. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's. Yes, but in your case, you're going to play 30 in a kid's career. So exactly, uh, exactly. It's a it's a big big deal. Yeah, it, and and you know, we 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 had 23 seniors lost for senior day. Now a couple of those guys are going to come back because of that COVID year. Uh, right. Excited about, but yeah, it's an emotional time. And and heck, you know, it took us like 21 minutes. <laughs> to get through everybody, <laughs> right. and cheerleaders, right. And, right. and everybody right. else wants to be, you know, talked about. And, uh, hey, and Matt, those guys yeah. kept their poison. Yeah. Matt, oh, hey, Matt, yeah. let me interrupt you. Can you hang on through this short break? Sure, sure. No. All right, we'll come back talk more. Hanover's win over Franklin with Matt Theobald on Indiana Sports Talk. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. With this Indiana Sports Talk scoreboard updates, I'm Eddie Garrison. Some college basketball happened today as well. The Ball State Cardinals start their season 2-0. They just edge out Old Dominion, the Monarch 73-68. to Nice job from Ball State. Next up for the Cardinals will be Oakland City, and that will be on Tuesday. Four of the five starters for Ball State were in double figures. Their leading scorer in the ball game was Jalen Anderson. He had 29 points, only missing five shots. He made half of his eight three-point attempts. The Ball State defense held the Monarchs to 29% from beyond the arc, only making four three-pointers. Elsewhere in college basketball today, the Notre Dame Fighting Irish, they suffered their first loss of the season in basketball underneath Micah Shrewsbury. They're now 1-1 one one at home. Western Carolina got them 71-61. to 61. The first half was the big bugaboo for the Fighting Irish. They were outscored by 13. They gave up 42 points. In the first half, only three players in double figures 
for Notre Dame. Their leading scorer was Kerry Booth off the bench with 20. Notre Dame now 1-1. One one. Their next contest will be on Thursday against Auburn. That's a 9 o'clock tip on ESPN2, and that'll be another home game for Notre Dame. Their football team was not in action today. Indiana and Purdue were. Purdue picks up a big win, 49-30. to Hudson Card, three passing touchdowns, and the Hoosiers fall in overtime to Illinois, 48-45. to For Network Indiana Sports, I'm Eddie Garrison. Welcome back, everyone. Bob Lovell here, Indiana Sports Talk. Brought to you by Indiana Donor Network. Matt Theobald from Hanover rejoins us. They won the victory bell uh, over Franklin College today. 93rd time they've played. Um, Good win, solid win for uh, the Panthers, 36-17. We were talking about losing a group of seniors. Um, You know what? That's what recruiting is all about. You know, we, we understand as coaches that we get them for just a little bit of time. And uh, the lifeblood of any program is bringing in new guys, but you got a lot of guys who meant a lot of a lot of great things to this program, and won a lot of football games. Yeah, yeah. And this group was kind of special. I mean, that's what they were kind of the, the COVID babies that that came in, and right? Didn't have right. A, you know, I mean, and they uh, they just hung around and, and got better, and, and they were part of a championship uh, run there during the COVID season, and and. Uh, I, I, I told them after the game how much I loved them, and, and they're such a special group because they just sure they, they love to compete. They love to going in the weight room and just being getting better as football players. And, and so many of these guys that came in as freshmen, I'm like, there's no way this guy's going to start for us in two, three years. And <laughs> sure enough, man, a big part of them did that, and they just kind of right. grew together, and they they really helped right. the, the young guys kind of buy into the culture that we preach every day and. Oh, fun group. They'll be missed. Um, you know, we had a we had a special kid, Jamias Evans. Uh, you know, he was a kid from Georgia. His mom passed away when he was a sophomore in high school, and his sister raised him basically after that. And she had never seen him play a, a down oh, college football, and showed up today to surprise him for senior day. And he ended up <laughs> a big a big fourth down right. To, you know, to kind of end Franklin's shift. Fourth down, knockdown. Uh, pass and and I was just happy that he got to finish and he got this right. got to see it and, and it was just that's the stuff that I'm like I why are you doing it? And, and and to see those guys walk off the field happy and and, 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 love you and, and that's and that's what it's all about uh, being the coach and and play relationship and you have good days and bad days as, as we all know but uh, sure to see them finish it on their own terms and, and to play well. I was happy for those guys. So, but we should have a pretty good team coming back next year. So excited to get I hope so. back in the weight room and get out on the road and bring and fill up some of these gaps. Hanover over Franklin today, thirty-six seventeen in the Victory Bell game. Matt Theobald, congratulations. Best of luck to you and your guys. Bob, thanks, man. It's been a great. It's been a pleasure as always. Hanging out, talking Thank with you. you. I appreciate it. Thanks, Matt. Thank you very much. College uh, football today, Hanover Franklin for the victory bell. Monon Bell game goes to uh, DePaul. IU losing today to Illinois. Um, We've talked about this game a little bit. John Herrick from the uh, IU Sports Network joins us. John, this was clearly disappointing in this 38-35 loss to Illinois today. 
Oh, well, come on, Bob. I thought you were going to talk about the Monon Bell with me again. You know, No, no, you know what? Um, <laughs> I, 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 and I don't – hey, listen, I know you're happy. I, and that was one of the – may have been one of the most exciting games they've played in a while. They don't need much more excitement, but it was a fantastic game. Yeah, it was. I, I, I didn't get a chance to, to watch a lot of it. I saw some of the highlights, but I do know this. You're right. Right. Uh, in all four years I was at DePaul, we never had an overtime Monon Bell game, and there was never a Monon right. Bell game that went into overtime before today. So just another uh, chapter to add to what's an amazing rivalry. Tough day for the Hoosiers. Could not stop uh, Mr. Paddock from Illinois, who goes for almost 60, 600 yards against him today. Yeah, yeah. He threw for 507. Uh, Illinois had 662 total yards. Uh, of offense just, just um, perplexing I, I don't know how to make any sense of it especially since Tom Allen in his post-game conversation yep. with Don Fisher and in his press conference right. afterwards he doesn't understand what happened either I mean this was the defense last week right. that basically held Wisconsin to 14 and then they come out right. and play like this today it's odd Hey, John, uh, you know that music. So we're going to take a I short do. break. Stay with us if you can. We'll come back, talk more IU football with John Herrick on Indiana Sports Talk. Welcome back, everyone. This is Indiana Sports Talk. We were talking with John Herrick from the IU Sports Radio Network before the break, talking about IU's loss to Illinois. Um, defensively, you're right. I'm sure Coach Allen scratched his head. They did such a great job a week ago. Same team. Um, uh, the Patty kid, uh, no rush, it seemed like. Uh, just just a tough, tough day for them, John. Yeah, I, I mean, really the play of the secondary was was really perplexing. I mean, they they don't have Noah Pierre, who was a big, a big part of their coverage in the secondary. Right. But, but they've been playing without Noah Pierre for a while. So I don't really – uh, I, I don't. Nobody really has answers. The coaching staff doesn't seem like they have mm-hmm. answers. Maybe they'll have more before next week. It's just a deflating loss. I mean, this has been one of the more beatable teams for IU to play right. in the Big Ten over the years, and for them to get up twenty-seven to twelve and be in a position to put this game away and and give up twenty-seven unanswered points, uh, it's just. It's just strange. Uh, it's just difficult. So now all of a sudden you're, you're no longer bowl eligible. But the big thing now is you're still playing two games uh, for the rest of the season where trophies are at stake. If you beat Michigan State next week, you can win the old brass platoon. And obviously if you get a win over mm-hmm. Purdue, you win the old oaken bucket. So you're, you're playing for pride at this point. Right. Um, but but right. you've got to figure out a way to win those last uh, two games to try to show some uh, marked improvement a- after today. Basketball tomorrow at Assembly Hall against Army. Give me a preview of that matchup. Yeah, yeah, it's the first ever meeting uh, between IU and Army. Uh, odd because, of course, you know Coach Knight. Uh, sure. Uh, of course, had spent a good part of his career uh, in at Army before he came to Indiana. Uh, just don't know a lot about either of these teams yet. No Army has struggled, of course, out of the gate. They've lost games to Marist and Stonehill by double-digit points. Uh, Indiana in their opening round or their opening game of the regular season against Florida Gulf Coast um, looked like they had chances to put the game away several times and turnovers late kept Florida Gulf Coast in it uh, mm-hmm. and almost allowed them to pull off the upset. So, look, they need to come out with a little bit more better effort on that side, turn the ball over less. Backside defense, that's been the big thing that Mike Woodson has preached mm. Tuesday night. He wants to see better backside defense mm-hmm. uh, out of his guys. So, 
We'll see if they can put that out there. I do like what sophomore center Khalil Ware did against Florida Gulf Coast with a double-double, yeah, yeah. 13 points and 12 rebounds, and Trey Galloway was great, uh, scoring 16 points. So he he also said, too, Coach Woodson, he wants to see the bench playing better. So we'll see if, if the bench can get involved uh, in on the scoring tomorrow against Army. John Herrick, you need to go to bed. you got a short turnaround. You've had a long day. I appreciate I you that staying up late and being with me, brother. <laughs> Okay, have fun tomorrow. Thanks for doing this. All right, Uh thanks. All right, bye-bye. Hi, you at home with Army tomorrow. Uh, Purdue, uh, got a little home game themselves. Uh, So, you know, we got got some things going on. I'm sorry, Purdue does not play uh, tomorrow. They played today. Got it. Or last night. Top of the hour scoreboard update coming up with the man himself, Eddie Garrison. This is Indiana Sports Talk.